Welcome to AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. Each week, we deliver informative health and wellness topics you want to know about. So be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you have any questions about content discussed in this episode, ask them at AFSPA Live, our live Q&A session streaming every last Thursday of the month at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube.com slash AFSPAcares. Now, here's your host, Chief Operating Officer, Kyle Longton. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of AFSPA Talks. I'm your host, Kyle Longton, and it's now December, and open season is winding down. We've got just one week left, and some colleagues and I have had the opportunity to travel um, mostly outside the country and meet with members in person, and we've also had record attendance and engagement at our open season webinars so far. Our members, those who are current members and potential members, have been really uh, engaged and had some great questions. So if you haven't had the chance to attend one of our in-person or virtual sessions, we've got you covered today. Because today, AFSPA Talks open season frequently asked questions. Now, you're probably getting tired of hearing me talk during open season, and I'm glad to say we're going to end that monotony today. I've got my friends with me, um, and they've been out there traveling, so let me take a chance to introduce them, and then we'll jump into the questions. You know her from our focus um, on ancillary insurance programs episodes back in May and from her travels around Germany uh, during the month of November. It's AFSPA Senior Director for Ancillary Insurance Programs, Adrian Coleman-Seabrooks. Well, hello, everybody. I'm happy to be here today and look forward to answering any questions you have. All right. Thanks, Adrian. And joining us after educating us about direct billing partners in an earlier episode and fresh off the hardship tour of Italy, Belgium, and France, it's AFSPA Senior Director for Compliance, Stefan Nicely. Hello, pleasure to be with everyone today. Happy open season. Oh, and to you. Uh, <laughs> and the man who endured more than a week of travel around Korea with me and still came back to work. It's our manager of research on our health operations team, Igor Cherevko. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here and ready for your questions. All right. Then let's not wait any longer. Let's dig in. I want to start off with some general open season questions. So, Stefan, um, starting off with a, a hard one, when does open season end? Open season ends December 12th, Kyle. All right. So you got to make sure you got your changes in by December 12th. So, and we talk in our, our sessions, the webinars, the in-person sessions about a five-year rule for continuing FEHB, your health insurance, into retirement, meaning that you have to be enrolled in the FEHB program for five years immediately preceding your retirement. And I'll just mention TRICARE counts toward those five years. But Adrian, both you and Stefan said you received questions about eligibility for dental and vision coverage through FedVIP um, and, and how that works with a, a five-year rule. Can you provide some clarity for, for people who may be thinking about this? Sure. Um, and, and I did receive um, this question quite frequently uh, during my travels. And, and Stefan mentioned she did as well, as you, as you mentioned. But the short answer is no. Uh, there, is no there is not a five-year requirement like there is with the FEHB programs. The, the Benefits.com website has detailed information on their eligibility page for annuitants that federal annuitants who retired on an immediate annuity 
or for disability under any um, CSRS or FERS, FERS, or other retirement system are eligible to enroll in a FedVIP dental and or vision plan and add eligible family members to coverage. Now, if you retire on a minimum retirement age or an MRA plus 10 annuity years uh, and postpone receipt of your annuity, your FEVIP coverage will end. However, you can enroll again once you are receiving your annuity. So don't fear. And if you're interested, you just go to www.benefeds.com forward slash education dash support forward slash eligibility dash fed. And we'll be happy to email that to anyone. Absolutely. We'll we'll see if we can put that link in the show notes as well. Um, And and Adrian, I appreciate that because that one had me scratching my head a little bit just to to go back and, and check. Um, particularly if they they take that early, uh, the minimum retirement age. And Stefan, you said you had a, uh, some other questions about the five-year rule as it applies to FEHB. And this was another one that I think required at least some research for me. Um, someone had left the federal government several years ago and had recently returned. And they wanted to know if their prior service applies to the five-year rule. Uh, what were you able to tell that person? So actually, this is um, was was a was a question that was received while during my hardship travels in Europe, um, and I must say that according to OPM's um, FEHB handbook, um, breaks in service are not counted as interruptions when the five years of services requirement is determined, as long as the individual re-enrolls within sixty days after their return to service in the federal government. All right. There's, I tell you that, that there is a wealth of information on these websites and you may have to dig a little bit with the search engine results, but, but it's there. Um, and we, and we've got living experts here with us today. So that helps too. All right, Igor, your turn. There are some changes, some changes to the FSA program this year. What's the new maximum and carryover for FSA feds accounts? Yes, uh, the changes have been to the healthcare FSA. For 2023, the new maximum election is $3,050. From 2022 into 2023, you can carry over up to $570. From 2023 into 2024, that amount will be $610. No changes to Dependents Care FSA. And also, I would like to remind that people should remember that they need to re-enroll in the program every year. So important to remember so that you either don't lose money that might roll over or you don't think you're going to be enrolled in the program. And surprise, you're not. Um, This is the, the program that doesn't automatically roll over. Yeah. So, Adrian, you and I actually yesterday were just looking at some materials for new hire classes for the Foreign Service. And and in those presentations, we talk about how some people may have family members or or members of their household who accompany them on overseas postings, but who are not eligible for coverage under the FEHB program. However, they need some sort of insurance to cover them when they're living outside their home country. And you said you encountered this question, um, uh, particularly in in Frankfurt, um, when you were there. What can these people do? What options do they have for those those members of their household? 
We're fortunate um, for ASPA members or eligible ASPA members, um, we offer members of household insurance. And this insurance is designed to provide adequate um, health insurance um, while traveling overseas. Um, and these plans um, offer more coverage, a little bit more coverage than your average or typical travel plan that may have um, medical coverage or health coverage embedded in the plan. And, and there are a lot of options to, to customize. So we offer three different plans. Um, they give you a varied deductibles, benefits. Um, one plan, because one of the concerns that was mentioned about, uh, from the uh, medical director at the U.S. consulate in Frankfurt is that a lot of the senior uh, members of household that um, parents, in-laws that may be accompanying um, some uh, or on assignment with their their dependents, their children, um, is very limited. And um, we're seeing that for 80 plus years, the the maximum coverage is about $20,000. So I do encourage you to look at the Globe Hopper Senior. Um, it covers up to $100,000 and it's available to um, ages 65 and up. Excellent. And that, that information is on our, our website at ASPA.org and under the AIP um, programs there. So thank you, Adrian. I want to turn then to some ASPA and Foreign Service Benefit Plan specific questions. Um, so Igor, you're more closely involved in FSBP claims um, than the rest of us and, and more power to you, to you for that. Um, and there are some doctors outside the U.S. who don't include all the information we need to process a claim on the documentation they give to patients. In particular, one member explained that his doctor would not include the diagnosis or reason for a visit because it would violate the patient's privacy, even though that information is going to the patient. I, I won't go too far into that. So without that information on claims documents, we, the plan, have no choice but to deny the claim for insufficient information or to go back and forth with the member, the provider, to get that information. How can members avoid this back and forth or this denial for, for uh, missing information? Yeah, that's correct, Kyle. So, and this problem is not uncommon. So, when members submit these claims, they have an option to include a note explaining in their own words why they received services and what services were received. We need more information that just, not just like feeling sick or office visit, uh, details such as doctor's visit for step throat, strep throat or uh, post-surgical appointment following knee replacement, or for example, emergency room visit after fall while hiking and injury to ankle. So that kind of note would be very helpful. So, and your claims will be, and the member's claim will be processed uh, much more quicker. Absolutely. And, and we're working, we, we've got Igor and his team have some, some processes they're following to reach out to people via email to get that information more quickly when we don't have it. But having it up front certainly is, is the faster and easier way to handle it. All right. Stefan, um, I wanted to ask you about the wellness incentives under FSBP because we heard some of this overseas and we've gotten it in some of the webinars, including um, this week when we're recording. So if someone doesn't use all the wellness incentive funds they earn in a particular year, do they lose them 
or are they only able to carry over up to a certain amount, like with FSA feds? Um, well, first of all, I want to applaud the members for participating in our wellness program. That's first and foremost. So thank you for that. Um, annually, members 18 and over receive 400, can earn up to, excuse me, $400 um, in incentives each year. Those funds can be used for eligible out-of-pocket medical expenses, very similar to the healthcare FSA. Um, however, there is no limit to how much you can carry over from one year to the next. As long as you remained um, enrolled in the Foreign Service Benefit Plan, the funds do not expire. All right, that's great. All right, so let's talk briefly about some of the FSBP and, and sort of the digital technical options that come along with enrollment in that plan. So Adrian, is there a digital ID card that members can access for their foreign service benefit plan? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, members can access the digital ID card either in the Aetna Secure Member website or through the Aetna Health app. And that's available through the Apple App Store or it can be downloaded from Google Play. All right, and, and Igor, there are several online sites for members um, and, and sort of three main ones. Can you tell us briefly about each of those sites? Yes, so yes, there are three main uh, sites for members. The first one is an EPSPA member portal. It is available for members to submit claims, update their contact information, and manage their enrollment in our ancillary programs. It was reminding people that agencies do not update us of address changes. So please make sure the changes uh, in the portal, those changes in the portal. So the second one is uh, the EFSPA Secure Member website, is where members can access an interactive health records, claim information. Members can see the explanation of benefits decision support and interactive health tools. Members can find links to wellness programs and more. And the third one, which is very important, this is the Express Scripts website. This website allows members to locate network pharmacies. Members can price medications. They can update their shipping information, track shipments, and more. And also, there are links to all of these sites. And if members visit our EFSPA uh, website, they can find this link there. Let me remind again the, uh, our website. It is www.afspa.org forward slash FSBP. All right. And, and Igor, thank you, because I think that's as, as brief but thorough an explanation of those those sites um, and, and hopefully as, as we have, and I hope that helps members understand it. But we also get some questions about why there are so many different sites and how they interact and so forth. And I wanna take a minute to address those questions. So we do ask, as Igor said, that you submit your claims through the AFSPA portal and then the EOBs show up on the Aetna site. Having the, the claims that you submit manually um, on the AFSPA portal allows our health benefits officers quick access to everything the member has submitted when you contact us with a question. We can see what information might be missing from a claim. If all the process, I'm sorry, if all the pages you submitted were processed and, and more, 
We also have invested in the portal to include technology on the new mobile-friendly portal that allows you to use your phone or tablet to just take a picture of your claims documents and, and we convert it to a PDF on the back end. That same technology is able to look at the image quality, assess it, and ensure that it's it's high quality enough to be read or ask you to um, take another picture. Now, because Aetna is the plan administrator, they process the claims and so the EOBs appear on their site. Members often submit multiple claims with one upload to the member portal. So joining information from the Aetna site to the AFSPA member portal would be an incredibly manual, if not most likely impossible process to link everything up. But I will tell you that there is a single sign-on link from the AFSPA member portal. It'll take you directly into the Aetna site and another single sign-on link inside the um, AFSPA member portal that will take you directly into the Express Scripts site. I'll also mention, because this comes up quite often, that there's only one member portal account uh, per enrollment, and that account officially belongs to the enrollee. Now, if you want your family members to have access to that account, that's up to you to, to share the login information or provide us with a HIPAA authorization form so that if a family member requests access, we've got your authorization to share it. And that's, that's how things are um, in terms of protecting privacy right now and how we have this system established. All right, I want to move to some of the, the new benefits we have and some of the questions we've got. Now, among the four of us, I, I did some addition earlier, we have 12 children. <laughs> um, so we know, and, and I will say this, two of us better than the other two, um, that support during pregnancy can be incredibly important. Um, so for that reason, Adrian, can you tell us about some of the enhancements to our Healthy Pregnancy Program in 2023? I'll be happy to. Uh, and there are enhancements and some great new incentives that I actually wish that I had available to me when I was expecting. But members can earn $50 for submitting evidence of a first trimester prenatal visit, $50. Once they enroll in our Healthy Pregnancy Program, they can earn another $50. The program is truly beneficial and includes education and support throughout and even after uh, the pregnancy. A pre-delivery call at 28 weeks with one of our care managers to discuss birth plans yields another $50 in incentives. And another call with the care manager just four weeks post-delivery offers the final incentive. We also offer coverage for licensed doulas or midwives, if you will, for the first time, up to $1,200, $1,200 per calendar year. And finally, the Healthy Pregnancy Program includes access to a fertility advocate to assist those members considering ART or assisted reproductive therapy procedures for infertility. And, and I'm excited about the enhancements we're making to that program. Um, and I know that, that, that we've been improving that year over year. But I'm also really excited about this, um, some of the, the, the expansion of coverage for um, assisted reproductive technology, those, those ART procedures. And Igor, you and I had extensive conversation with members about ART procedures um, and, and here we're talking about things like artificial insemination and in vitro fertilization. And we do have a whole episode on the podcast focused on art procedures. So go back in the feed. It should be the one immediately before this episode. So go back and listen to that. But Igor, can you summarize the, the new benefits? 
Yes, Kyle. So uh, for the first time, as you mentioned, in 2023, we will be offering coverage of up to $5,000 per person per calendar year for the assisted reproductive technology procedures. Prior approval is required whether the services are received in the United States or overseas. And coverage in the United States is only for services received at one of the Aetna Institute of Excellence in fertility providers. So also, members must meet the definition for infertility. So members considering art procedures should call the plan early to understand that definition and the prior authorization, uh, prior approval process. Also, that definition uh, of infertility can be found at our plan brochure, and this is spec- section 5A, page 44. And and thank you, Igor. And I want to say that, you know, Stefan, thank you to you and your team. You all worked hard to make that that benefit possible and to make it as clear as possible in the brochure. So thank you very much. Um, I also want to say that if you go back and listen to the, for our listeners, if you go back and listen to the episode focused on art procedures, you will hear that the the definition, they are, the, the Aetna policy, uh, clinical policy folks are working on and an, an updated definition for um, infertility that's more inclusive than than what was in place when we sent the brochure to print. So um, that's why, it's, it, you know, I want to encourage you again to go um, and contact the prior approval folks. They'll let you know the latest information and, and sort of what each step of the process is and can connect you also with the fertility advocate that Adrian mentioned. Um, so there's a lot of support there for families, no matter how your family is formed or how you're trying to grow your family, we're, we're there to support you um, in, in ways that we can. All right, so I want to finish with a topic that has generated the most questions this open season, maybe not so much when we were overseas, but certainly during our webinars, um, and that is the FSBP Aetna Medicare Advantage Plan. Now, that is the official name of the new uh, Medicare Advantage option that we're offering, but for brevity, we may just refer to it in our in our continuing conversation as the Medicare Advantage Plan or Advantage Plan. Uh, but please know that we mean specifically the plan being offered by ASPA um, and Aetna in partnership, and it's with it's under the FSBP. So this is, I want to be clear, this is different from those Medicare Advantage plans that are offered um, through the commercial market that you see advertised on TV. Um, that the benefits in these Medicare Advantage plans under the federal program and the, the FSBP one, the benefits are as rich as, or in, in many, in some cases, richer than the plan that they're paired with. And we're gonna talk about exactly what that looks like. So um, let's let's do a little bit of a lightning round and, and go around. So Adrian, who's eligible for the Medicare Advantage plan that, that we're offering? So members who enrolled in Medicare Part A and Part B and the FSBP are eligible. All right, Stefan, what is the premium? I feel like I am on an episode of Jeopardy. Excellent. Um, <laughs> there's no difference in the 
that all. Members pay their Part B premiums and their portion of the FSBP premium. Um, the Advantage plan does include prescription drug coverage through part through a Part D plan. Um, those who hit the means testing, however, may be assessed an amount for the Part D coverage by Medicare. That's important right. to So we won't be sending them a bill, but but Medicare may get that if if they they um, qualify based on their income. Okay, Igor, is enrollment in the Medicare Advantage plan automatic or mandatory? So the answer to these questions is no to both of these questions. Members must opt in to the Advantage plan. It is by choice. Members can opt in at any time during the year, and they can opt out if they find it's not for them. They don't have to wait for open season or a qualifying life event. All right. So if this is a game show, I'm taking Adrian and Stefan to the the head head to head round. Um, so Adrian, what are some of the features that people may find appealing about the Medicare Advantage plan? Why why might they want to um, opt into this? Well, there are several reasons. So let me just go down the list. Uh, Zero dollar cost share for deductibles, co-pays, and co-insurance that you may experience today with original Medicare and FSBP plans. Prescription co-pays as low as zero dollars, up to $900 per year in Part B cost reductions. Free routine vision exam once a year, non-emergency transportation to doctor's visits, and a meal, meal delivery following inpatient hospitalization, and there is a, a nationwide provider directory. All right. All right, Stefan, what are some things members should consider that might be different from what they're used to uh, when they opt into the, the Medicare Advantage plan? Um, Kyle, some services uh, may require, uh, well, I'm sorry, some services require prior auth like inpatient hospitalization, outpatient surgery, massage, and physical therapy. Um, Original Medicare doesn't always require this. Uh, Massage therapy must be reviewed and determined to be medically necessary. So massage therapists must accept Medicare and the Aetna Medicare Advantage plan. And there is not coverage for massage for comfort or relaxation purposes. Um, Additionally, pharmacy benefits are handled by CVS, not Express Scripts. Um, So there will be a need for some transition as it won't be automatic. Um, Customer service will be handled by an Aetna Retiree um, Service Center rather than by AFSPA, AFSPA, excuse me, Foreign Service Benefit Plan um, employees. Um, CMS rules do apply. So there is a limit to what AFSPA Um, can do to review cases and claims. Um, Lastly, overseas coverage is for urgent and emergency care, really accidental injuries or medical emergencies only. Okay. And and that, that, you know, our our members have picked up on what those differences are and asked for confirmation, particularly on that, the massage therapy and and, um, the the transition on pharmacy benefits. So um, that said, this is we wouldn't be offering this if it weren't a good plan if it if it didn't have some of those um you know attractive features that Adrian mentioned we just want to make sure that people are going with open eyes 
and they can learn more about it. But Igor, where can people go to learn more about the Medicare Advantage plan? So they can go to www.fsbphealth.com forward slash retiree. So there is a benefits comparison chart and members uh, can see the formulary of medications as well. All right. So great information there. We'll put that link once again in the, the show notes. And we also had a, an, a couple earlier episodes about Medicare Advantage, one from February that just talked about basics for Medicare Advantage in the federal program and one from earlier in November um, specifically about some of the features of this plan that we just reviewed here. So go back and listen to those if that's of interest to you. Um, and you know, this has been a really great discussion. Um, Adrian, Stefan, Igor, I want to thank you all, first of all, for taking weeks out of your lives to travel overseas, um, meet with our members, provide them information about what's changing for open season, not with just our plan, but overall within the, the federal programs. Um, and thank you for sharing your knowledge today. Um, and, and for our listeners to see all that AFSPA has to offer for open season, visit AFSPA.org slash open season. And we still have some webinars left so you can get your questions answered live. The last one is on December 9th. So please visit AFSPA.org slash events to register for one of those webinars today. We have some, I'm getting up at 5 a.m. two days in a row. And for some reason, having one at 10 p.m. Um, in between all times Easter. So join me. I might not be on camera, but I'll be there answering the questions. Um, so I hope to, to see you at a future event. Once again, thank you to my colleagues. This has been AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. The views and the opinions shared on this podcast by the host and guests are theirs alone and do not necessarily represent AFSPA or any of its partners. All information offered in this podcast is meant to be educational. Should there be any discrepancy between information offered in this podcast and official plan documents, for the Foreign Service Benefit Plan or the other products offered by AFSPA, the policy provisions will prevail. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to AFSPA Talks to catch our next episode. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app and share feedback with us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Look for at AFSPA Cares. I'll talk with you again soon.